Hello and welcome to The Cosmic Egg, episode 23, where we look into Jim Morrison, The Lizard King. This week we're going to be looking into his book, The Lords and the New Creatures, which is basically written poetry meant to be read. So I will do my best in presenting it. And without further ado, we'll begin with The Lords. The city forms, often physically, but inevitably psychically, a circle. A game. A ring of death with sex at its center. Drive towards outskirts of city suburbs. At the edge, discover zones of sophisticated vice and boredom, child prostitution. But in the grimy ring immediately surrounding the daylight business district exists the only real crowd life of our mound, the only street life, nightlife. Diseased specimens in dollar hotels, low boarding houses, bars, pawn shops, burlesques and brothels. In dying arcades which never die, in streets and streets of all-night cinemas. It takes large murder to turn rocks in the shade and expose strange worms beneath. The lives of our discontented madmen are revealed. Yoga powers. To make oneself invisible or small. To become gigantic and reach the farthest things. To change the course of nature. To place oneself anywhere in space or time. To summon the dead to exalt senses and perceive inaccessible images of events on other worlds, in one's deepest inner mind, or in the minds of others. The sniper's rifle is an extension of his eye. He kills with injurious vision. In the womb we are blind cavefish. There are no longer dancers, the possessed. The cleavage of men into actor and spectators is the central fact of our time. We are obsessed with heroes who live for us and whom we punish. If all the radios and televisions were deprived of their sources of power, all books and paintings burned tomorrow, all shows and cinemas closed, all the arts of vicarious existence, we are content with the given in Sensation's quest. We have been metamorphosized from a mad body dancing on hillsides to a pair of eyes staring in the dark. Modern life is a journey by car. The passengers change terribly in their reeking seats or roam from car to car subject to unceasing transformation. Inevitable progress is made toward the beginning. There's no difference in terminals as we slice through the cities whose ripped backsides present a moving picture of windows Signs, streets, buildings, sometimes other vessels, closed worlds, vacuums, travel along beside to move ahead or fall utterly behind. Destroy roofs, walls, see in all the rooms at once. Cure blindness with a hoarse spittle. More or less we're all afflicted with the psychology of the voyeur. Not in a strictly clinical or criminal sense, but in our whole physical and emotional stance before the world. Whenever we seek to break this spell of passivity, our actions are cruel and awkward and generally obscene, like an invalid who has forgotten how to walk. The voyeur, the peeper, the peeping Tom, is a dark comedian. He is repulsive in his dark anonymity, in his secret invasion. He is pitifully alone, but, strangely, 
He is able, through this same silence and concealment, to make unknowing partner of anyone within his eye's range. This is his threat and power. There are no glass houses. The shades are drawn and real life begins. Some activities are impossible in the open, and these secret events are the voyeur's game. He seeks them out with his myriad army of eyes, like a child's notion of a deity who sees all. Everything? asks the child. Yes, everything, they answer, and the child is left to cope with this divine intrusion. The voyeur is masturbator, the mirror his badge, the window his prey. Urged to come to terms with the outside by absorbing, interiorizing it. I won't come out. You must come into me, into my womb garden where I peer out, where I can construct a universe within the skull to rival the real. French Deck Solitary stroker of cards. He dealt himself a hand. Turned stills of the past in unending permutations. Shuffle and begin. Sort the images again and sort them again. This game reveals germs of truth and death. The world becomes an apparently infinite, yet possibly finite, card game. Image combinations, permutations comprise the world game. A mild possession, devoid of risk, at bottom sterile. With an image, there is no attendant danger. Films are collections of dead pictures which are given artificial insemination. Cinema is the most totalitarian of the arts. All energy and sensation is sucked up into the skull, a cerebral erection. Skull bloated with blood. Caligula wished a single neck for all his subjects that he could behead a kingdom with one blow. Cinema is this transforming agent. The body exists for the sake of the eyes. It becomes a dry stock to support these two soft, insatiable jewels. The modern East creates the greatest body of films. Cinema is a new form of an ancient tradition, the shadow play. Even their theater is an imitation of it. Born in India or China, the shadow show was aligned with religious ritual linked with celebrations which centered around cremation of the dead. Cinema discovers its fondest affinities not with painting, literature, or theater, but with popular diversions. Comics, chess, French and tarot decks, magazines, and tattooing. Cinema derives not from painting, literature, sculpture, theater, but from ancient popular wizardry. It is the contemporary manifestation of an evolving history of shadows, a delight in pictures that move, a belief in magic. Its lineage is entwined from the earliest beginning with priests and sorcery, a summoning of phantoms. With, at first, only slight aid of the mirror and fire, men called up dark and secret visits from regions and the buried mind. In these seances, shades are spirits which ward off evil. The spectator is a dying animal. In the seance, the shaman led, a sensuous panic, deliberately evoked through drugs, chants, dancing, hurls the shaman into trance. Changed voice, convulsive movement, 
He acts like a madman. These professional hysterics, chosen precisely for their psychotic leaning, were once esteemed. They mediated between man and spirit world. Their mental travels formed the crux of the religious life of the tribe. Principle of Seance To Cure Illness A mood might overtake a people burdened by historical events or dying in a bad landscape. They seek deliverance from doom, death, dread. Seek possession, the visit of gods and powers, a re-winning of the life source from demon possession. The cure is called from ecstasy. Cure illness or prevent its visit. Revive the sick and regain stolen soul. The Happening The event in which ether is introduced into a room full of people through air vents makes the chemical an actor. Its agent, or injector, is an artist showman who creates a performance to witness himself. The people consider themselves audience while they perform for each other, and the gas acts out poems of its own through the medium of a human body. This approaches the psychology of the orgy while remaining in the realm of the game and its infinite permutations. Multimedias are invariably sad comedies. They work as a kind of colorful group therapy, a woeful mating of actors and viewers, a mutual semi-masturbation. The performers seem to need their audience and the spectators. The spectators would find these same mild titillations in a freak show or fun fair and fancier, more complete amusements in a Mexican cat house. Metamorphose. An object is cut off from its name, habits, associations. Detached, it becomes only the thing in and of itself. When this disintegration into pure existence is at last achieved, the object is free to become endlessly anything. Few would defend a small view of alchemy as mother of chemistry and confuse its true goal with those external metal arts. Alchemy is an erotic science involved in buried aspects of reality aimed at purifying and transforming all being and matter. Not to suggest that material operations are ever abandoned, the adept holds to both the mystical and physical work. The alchemists detect in the sexual activity of man a correspondence with the world's creation, with the growth of plants, and with mineral formations. When they see the union of rain and earth, they see it in an erotic sense, as copulation, and this extends to all natural realms of matter for they can picture love affairs of chemicals and stars, a romance of stones, or the fertility of fire. Strange, fertile correspondences the alchemists sensed in unlikely orders of being. Between men and planets, plants and gestures, words and weather. These disturbing connections, an infant's cry and the stroke of silk, the whirl of an ear, and an appearance of dogs in the yard, a woman's head lowered in sleep, and the morning dance of cannibals. These are conjunctions which transcend the sterile signal of any willed montage. These juxtapositions of objects, sounds, actions, colors, weapons, wounds, and odors shine in an unheard of way, impossible ways. Film is nothing when not an illumination of this chain of being, which makes a needle poised in flesh call up explosions in a foreign capital. 
the Lord's. Events take place beyond our knowledge or control. Our lives are lived for us. We can only try to enslave others. But gradually, special perceptions are being developed. The idea of the Lord's is beginning to form in some minds. We should enlist them into bands of perceivers to tour the labyrinth during their mysterious nocturnal appearances. The Lords have secret entrances and they know disguises, but they give themselves away in minor ways. Too much glint of light in the eye, a wrong gesture, too long and curious a glance. The Lords appease us with images. They give us books, concerts, galleries, shows, cinemas, especially the cinemas. Through art, they confuse us and blind us to our enslavement. Art adorns our prison walls, keeps us silent and diverted and indifferent. Dull lions prone on a watery beach. The universe kneels at the swamp to curiously eye its own raw. Postures of decay in the mirror of human consciousness. Absent in peopled mirror, absorbent, passive to whatever visits and retains its interest. Door of passage to the other side, the soul frees itself in stride. Turn mirrors to the wall in the house of the new dead. Next we have the new creatures. Snakeskin jacket, Indian eyes, brilliant hair. He moves in disturbed. Nile insect. Air. The banks are high and overgrown, rich with warm green danger. Unlock the canals. Punish our sister's sweet playmate distress. Do you want us that way with the rest? Do you adore us? When you return, will you still want to play with us? Fall down. Strange gods arrive in fast enemy poses. Their shirts are soft, marrying cloth and hair together. All along their arms ornaments, Conceal veins bluer than blood, pretending welcome. Soft lizard eyes connect, their soft drained insect cries erect. New fear where fears reign, the rustling of sex against their skin. The wind withdraws all sound. Stamp your witness on the punished ground. Wounds, stags, and arrows. Hooded, flashing legs plunge near the tranquil women. Startling obedience from the pool people. Astonishing caves to plunder. Loose, nerveless ballots of looting. Boys are running. Girls are screaming, falling. The air is thick with smoke. Dead, crackling wires dance pools of sea blood. The snake, the lizard, the insect eye, the huntsman's green obedience. Quick, in raw time, serving stealth and slumber, grinding warm forests into restless slumber. Now for the valley, now for the syrup hair, stabbing the eyes, widening skies, behind the skull bone, swift end of hunting. Hug round the swollen, torn breast, and red-stained throat. The hounds gloat. Take her home. Carry our sister's body back to the boat. Saints, the Negro Africa, tattoo, eyes like time. 
he goes to see the girl of the ghetto. Dark, savage streets. A hut lighted by candle. She is magician, female prophet, sorceress. Dressed in the past, all arrayed. The stars, the moon, she reads the future in your hand. Fear the lords who are secret among us. The lords are within us, born of sloth and cowardice. He spoke to me. He frightened me with laughter. He took my hand and led me past silence into cool, whispered bells. Jackal, we sniff after the survivors of caravans. We reap bloody crops on war fields. No meat of any corpse deprives our lean bellies. Hunger drives us on scented winds. Stranger, traveler, peer into our eyes and translate the horrible barking of ancient dogs. The assassin's bullet marries the king, dissembling miles of air to kiss the crown. The prince rambles in blood, owed to the neck which was groomed for rape's gown. Ensenada, the dead seal, the dog crucifix, ghost of the dead car's son. Stop the car. Rain. Night. Feel. The city sleeps and the unhappy children roam with animal gangs. They seem to speak to their friends, the dogs, who can teach them trails. Who can catch them? Who can make them come inside? The artists of hell set up easels in parks, the terrible landscape, where citizens find anxious pleasure preyed upon by savage bands of youths. I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe all these people are sniffing each other and backing away, teeth grinning, hair raised, growling here in the slaughtered wind. I am Ghost Killer, witnessing to all my blessed sanction. This is it. No more fun. The death of all joy has come. Do you dare deny my potency, my kindness or forgiveness? And just try, you will fry like the rest in holiness. And not for a penny will I spare any time for you, ghost children, down there in the frightening world. You are alone and have no need of other. You and the child mother who bore thee, who weaned thee, who made thee man. Photo booth killer, fragile bandit, straight from ambush. Kill me. Kill the child who made thee. Kill the thought-provoking senator of lust who brought you to this state. Kill hate, disease, warfare, sadness. Kill badness. Kill madness. Kill photo mother murder tree. Kill me. Kill yourself. Kill the little blind elf. Cherry palms and terrible shores. And more and many more. This we know, that all are free in the school-made text of the unforgiven. Deceit, smiles, incredible hardships are suffered by those barely able to endure. But all will pass. Lie down in green grass and smile and muse and gaze upon her smooth resemblance to the mating queen, who it seems is in love with the horseman. Now, isn't that fragrant, sir, isn't that knowing, with a wayward, careless, backward glance? 